Business Tech Weekly, episode number one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Actually, wait, no, our first episode of a brand new podcast here at gspn.tv, Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I'm very excited this morning to announce this new show for gspn.tv and also to introduce a brand new co-host here at gspn.tv as well right now. Well, everybody, I want to just start things off by introducing you to somebody that I just met a couple weeks ago, and uh, we're, we're going to have on the show here from this point forward, Andy Traub. Andy, how are you? I am doing phenomenal. I am living the dream, Cliff. What does that mean, living the dream? You know what? It, it's a cliche for most people, but to me, sincerely living the dream is, you know, a dream is an unattainable thing. Uh, it, it's a it's a fairy tale, and I have uh, in just the last few months of my life, with my wife's encouragement and lots of prayer, uh, pursued a dream and started my own business by uh, helping other businesses with their technology. And so I wake up every day, grab some coffee, go to the basement, and live the dream, run my business, and it's uh, it's going great. That is awesome. And you know, you and I connected just a couple weeks ago. How did you find out about gspn.tv real quick? Well, I was unfaithful to you, Cliff. I was listening to other podcasts <gasps> about podcasting. But um, I, you know, I, I was the prodigal son. I came home. Uh, I, found, uh, I found Podcast Answer Man and I went, dang, this guy sounds really good. Like just even audio quality wise. And then you knew what you were talking about and uh, it seemed that we had some other things in common in regards to how we like to structure our life and our family and our faith. And so I, uh, I, I followed your instructions and I went to your uh, website and I realized that uh, you produce a, a couple other podcasts. Uh, so I uh, started to uh, dive in and, and decided, hey, within about three days, I said, you know, I, I really want to be a Plus member. Uh, that's uh, That's money well spent for my business. So that's uh, that's how I found you, and that's how I dove in. Excellent. And I will tell you that, folks, Andy had corresponded with me several on several occasions via chat, via email, and the two of us just really hit it off as far as a lot of the things that we do share in common. Obviously, the whole idea of living an impossible dream of working for yourself, you know, heading down and 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 working within your home, having the kids have the ability to stop in and see dad any point in the day and to to know that you're doing something that is according to your talents, your gifts, your abilities, and that you love to do what you're doing so much that when you're sitting down working, it doesn't feel like work and the day just flies on by and to know that you're making a living, supporting your family and and actually running a business. I mean, this this is amazing, this stuff that's going on. And, and so that leads us to the conversation that Andy and I had uh, yesterday, and that was he and I are talking about the different things going on with business and technology, and, and that's been the, the main focus of a lot of our conversations. And so yesterday, while we were talking about some other things that we might work on together in the future, 
I asked Andy, I said, hey, you know, have you ever considered doing a podcast? And what did you say? Do you remember the thing you said right off the bat? You know, I can't tell you what I said because my first reaction sincerely was to be speechless. I was more like, uh, you know, it's the podcast guru. You know, you're, I mean, I know you're just a dude, Cliff. We all get that. You know, you're just a guy. Yeah. But you're really good at podcasting. Let's just, let's just put that out there. So, well, um, I don't know what I said. You, well, before, before I actually asked you, I think when I asked you the question, have you ever considered doing a podcast, I think you may have thought that I was asking, you know, hey, uh, have you thought about doing a podcast yourself? And you had mentioned oh, yeah. that, yeah, I, I just, that's just not for me right now. You know, not that I wouldn't want to, but you, right. know, you had said, you know, the technology behind this, you know, I, I'm sure I could learn it, but I, you know, I'm focusing on so many other things. And, and as a business person myself now, People approach me many times and say, hey, Cliff, you know, have you ever thought about doing this? I think this would really boost your business. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably do that. And it's it's probably it's it's on a list, but it's on a list that's like marked prior priority level number nine. You know? Absolutely. And and I and I hardly ever to get to, pri- to priority level number three. So <laughs> it, it it may happen one day down the road. So so that was kind of the response that you had. And and so I thought. You know, but this is what I was going for. I here you are. You're making a living uh, consulting with businesses on technology, uh, different things like Google Voice, Google Calendar. Uh, what's the What's the Google Calendar uh, site that you were just telling me about the other day? Oh, this is going to be a future episode for sure. But you're talking about the Tungle integration. Yeah, Tungle. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Tungle. Tungle.com, T-U-N-G-L-E.com. Um, I'm not sure where they're based out of. It's not, it's not in the U.S., but uh, I've had some correspondence with the uh, founders. And, um, you know, they, 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 the, basic, uh, the basic idea is that if you're a consultant, if you're a coach, if you're a solopreneur, as I like to say, uh, that you could use Tungle to basically allow people 24-hour access to your schedule and so they can schedule appointments with you. Um, so and I, I can't get into it much more other than to say it's just incredibly powerful and simplifies my life incredibly, um, and it integrates seamlessly with some online calendars. So we'll we'll cover that in another episode. But that's just one of fifty different topics we'll be covering. That's exactly right, and that's what really interests me because obviously the folks who listen to all the other GSPN.TV shows that I produce know that I love technology. I'm an early adopter of many things, but yeah. as as a business owner, uh, and I oftentimes get bogged down with working in my business instead of just working on, instead of having the opportunity to work on my business, as my friend Jonathan would remind me all the time, yeah. and and. I need to take time to sit down and say, okay, what can I do? Let me let me take some time out. Let me look at some tools and, that are available at my disposal and what can make me more productive as a business person, whether it be a small business, uh, whether you be a solopreneur, is that what you called it? Absolutely. And whether you be a small business owner with three to five employees or whether you have a business that has, you know, 1,500 employees. It doesn't matter. The question is, what kind of technology is out there that would help us do normal, everyday business tasks, but help us to do it in, in maybe a, a way that's a little bit more fun, a little bit more organized, uh, and definitely something that makes us a little bit more productive. So that is the that is what we're going for here. And when we came up with the name of the podcast, when we actually went to, to GoDaddy to see if Business Tech Weekly 
com was available, we were blown away. And it's like, okay, we're doing this one. <laughs> so that's the yeah, introduction. Oftentimes, oftentimes, you're absolutely right, Cliff, and, and we'll talk about this later, obviously, but uh, a URL can be uh, either a you know, closed door or an open door for your business. And when we saw that it was an open door, that it was available, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shy to say, I think there was, that's a, that's a divine, uh, intervention or divine, uh, uh, pointing that says, Hey, uh, you can move forward with this idea. Exactly. Well, we're going to start things off our first episode here, not only just an introduction, but we are going to start off with a topic and it may seem like, you know, is this really worthy of a topic of its own? But it really is. I really believe strongly that as a business person, especially for those of you who are out there thinking about launching a business or launching a new a branch of your business or a new brand under your umbrella. Now, for example, I am as the IRS I, the IRS sees me as Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC. Now, you don't you don't go to Ravenscraft Enterprises you know dot com or anything like that. That that's my business name, but I have several brands under the business name Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC, such as Podcast Answer Man, which you can find at podcastanswerman.com, the Generally Speaking Production Network, which is found at gspn.tv, and also Pursuing a Balanced Life, which you can find pursuingabalancedlife.com. And if I really thought about it, I could probably think of several other brands that I have. Well, actually, I think of 21 other brands that I have, <laughs> uh, such as Weekly Lost Podcast, HeroesFanPodcast.com, uh, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. So there are a lot of brands that are associated with the different things that I do online. And one of the things that I've learned f- from my experience f- and, and something that I will always apply moving forward is when I'm considering the launch of a brand uh, online, a new brand that I want to put out there, I want to make sure before I say the name to anybody before I put anything in print, anything in brochures, anything in the phone book, I want to make sure that, that, that I can get the name of my brand online as a .com domain. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, to put it simply, it's the first place you should go. After you get the name in your head, the next step should be type www in front of it and see if it's, see if it's available. Yeah, and or actually go into one of the thousands of domain registrars online and type it in see if you can if it's available for purchase. Because there are many times you might type in a domain and it might go to nothing, but the the name is actually registered somewhere and sure. and not available. So just because you type it in and it doesn't pull up a physical website related to that name, uh that doesn't mean that that name is available. So you you definitely want to move over to a registrar do a search for it, and if it's available for purchase and you're somewhat serious about that name, my friends, listen to this. Buy it then. As soon as you see the word available, you need to purchase it. And the reason why is it depends on where you're going to search for your your domain. What happens is there are some registrars out there, and I won't mention any names, uh, but there are some registrars out there that actually sell a list of all the different searches for domain names that are done on their site to third parties. And those third parties will go in and they will purchase all of those domains 
sometimes within 24 hours of you doing the search. That means that you, you went and you did your due diligence. You found out that you could get businesstechweekly.com. And all of a sudden, you're like, okay, I'm not going to go pull the trigger yet. I'm going to make sure that I can get this trademarked or I'm going to go do this. And you go a week later and you've already put the order in for your business cards and your brochures. And the next thing you know, you go in and all of a sudden you can't buy that domain anymore. And the guy who owns it, who registered it three days after you did your initial search, he wants $20,000 or $2,000 or $1,500 for you to purchase that domain from him. The, and the reality is, you know, Cl- Cliff, you're throwing out numbers that my people go, oh, well, you know, he's, he's being sort of sarcastic or joking. He is not, my friends. I, there, I, I was looking for a URL just yesterday for a business, and the perfect URL for them uh, did not cost $8. It would have cost $5,400 because someone's already purchased it. And it's a series of four letters that to most people mean nothing, but it meant $5,400 to someone because that's how much it costs to purchase. And I am 100% confident that this company could have bought that domain when they first opened 20-some years ago, but they just didn't. They haven't gotten around to it until now. So uh, it's going to be a $5,400 purchase or more than likely they're just going to have to find something else. Yeah, and, and so th- these are things to be thinking about. Spe- like I said, should be one of the very first things that you think about when you're ready to launch a new product or a new brand uh, if if it's important for you to interact with people online or if you think people are going to search for you online, all of this stuff, very important. Another tip that I want to give is that it's very important that once you think of the name, and again, I, before before you tell anybody the name of your your domain, go and search for it. If it's available and you're somewhat serious about it, go ahead and purchase it because if it's available, it's not going to cost you hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. If you, if it's available, it can cost you as anywhere between uh, some places as low as four or five bucks and at most places no more than 10 or 12 bucks. So it's mm-hmm. not going to cost you a lot of money and if you decide it doesn't work out for you, you just let it go after one year. So um, it's it's not that big of a deal. But... Once you have the domain, you saw that it was available, you've purchased the domain, do not go and and make the brochures and the business cards yet because there are several examples of people who have done just that. They created an entire brand based upon this totally awesome, totally awesome URL and it's like, okay, this is going to launch us on the World Wide Web. We have our web presence under control. Check it out. I've got it right here. 1,000 business cards with expertexchange.com or penisland.net or speedofart.com. Now, my friends, take any one of those three domains that I just gave you Type it into your web browser and tell me what you see when you type it. Listen and let's, to re- let's review those, Cliff. Let's do that. And I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to read them correctly, quote unquote. Exactly. And you experts, can. Experts Exchange, uh, Penn Island, and Speed of Art. Speed so of feel Art. Free to, 
feel free to type those in, friends, and see what you come up with. Exactly. So here we go. First of all, Experts Exchange, which, by the way, no longer exists. They found out that they made a huge mistake. (laughs) But uh, it was there for a very long time. ExpertsExchange.com is a knowledge base where programmers could exchange advice and uh, and views on different things. So basically, it was a site for programmers. There were experts who wanted to exchange information. Although when you look at the domain, it quite honestly looks like nothing else other than expertsexchange.com. Not a good thing. All right. So the next one, of course, is Penn Island. Now, Penn Island is a site that was designed for a company who wanted to sell pens online. You know, those really nice inscription, you know, pens that you could get inscribed. And I mean, they were beautiful pens. By the way, if you go to penisland.net, the company that originally had that got rid of the domain for obvious reasons. And by the way, Ken Webb is in our chat room. He says Penn Island, OMG. Uh, yeah, so, and, and don't go to penisland.com. Yeah, if there's children in the room. Exactly, so. and uh, and and basically, somebody else finally picked up on the 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 fact that everybody was sharing these domains, and another company did purchase PenIsland.net and went and is selling like cheap pens or something like that and T-shirts. Anyway, I am not going to say on this podcast what PenIsland.net looks like when you look at it in a browser. But type it in and see if you can't get it. And then, of course, there's these designers who had their wacky website designed. And they even went so far as they must have known what was going on because they had a logo that shows their domain, speedofart.com, in in different text for each of the words. But it doesn't matter what way you do it on your website. When I'm typing in into my browser to come to your website, I am only seeing, I'm the only thing I'm going to see is speedofart.com. So anyway, that's that one. So basically here's the step. You, you find the domain that you want. You search to make sure it's available. You purchase the domain immediately if it is available. And then before you do any printing, any branding with that name, you go online or you go to a couple friends and say, hey, what do you think about this name? What do you think about this brand? What does it communicate? And by the way, when you type it in, what does it does it look like anything funny to you? If not, let's go with it. And I'll add one add one more step, but it's a good one, which is don't be afraid to use our, our good friend, the all-knowing Google, to look for some coupons for those URLs. It's, it's amazing. Some sites, some sites have never paid full price for a URL, ever. Um, so don't, don't be afraid to just take an extra step and, and look to see if you can save a little cash, since we all like to do that Absolutely. as businesses. Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah, well, you, I'm not going to name any brands here in the show, but there are a lot of great places out there and a lot of places... Uh, that you can get domains and coupon co- codes are definitely available if you look online. So, yep, yeah. Alrighty. So, yeah. So, you want something that's going to communicate professionalism. And one of the things that you don't get when, the, one of the things that bugs me, if it, I see a lot of people who start businesses or they, they kind of do it as a hobby slash business, 
But what we're talking about is is people who are literally legitimately trying to start a business online and they're thinking about, you know, I need to start building my brand and have a web presence. So, you know, rather than paying somebody to help me out with things, I'm going to go ahead and just get started with what, you know, my my nephew tells me to do. <laughs> All right. So here you go. Could you imagine uh, if you were searching for a podcast consultant like myself and you go and you find on Google you find this podcast consultant. His name's Podcast Answer. He goes by Podcast Answer Man, and you click on the link, and it takes you to podcastanswerman.blogger.com, and that's my domain. That's my website on the net. What does that communicate to you? What do you think, Andy? Um, you don't know much about the web. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's sort of an all-encompassing statement, but but frankly. Um, and again, if you're listening to this and that's your situation, we're, we're here to help. We're not here to diminish you or, or mock you. That's the point of this podcast is to be a blessing and to be a help if you're a small business owner uh, to navigate through those things that, that can be confusing or difficult. Um, but really, friends, now that you've heard it, there's just no excuse to consider yourself a professional or even a business and use another company's domain, if you will. I mean, frankly... You know that that's you are using another company's domain within your domain, and it, it just makes you look like you haven't taken the time to to become a professional. Exactly, and and if you're not going to do that kind of research, what kind of research are you going to do on my project? And it, now, obviously, it would be a gross oversight for me to be the podcast answer man, the new media consultant guy. Who's going to help you with your web presence and your branding and your marketing through podcasting and other new media tools if all of a sudden I can't say it. But but the thing is, is that you're, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of us out there who are starting businesses who we don't know a lot. Uh, know a lot. We don't know a lot about the web. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing a lot about the web and a lot about this technology. And that's why we want to be a source for you. And if you have questions and 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 you want to know something, for example, we have a huge list of topics planned out for the next 20, 30 weeks. I mean, easy. But we want to let you know, do you have questions? If you do, you can actually, in essence determine what next week's show is going to be about. So if you sure. have questions about how do you know where do I go? What's the difference between getting a domain? So I bought a domain, but now how do I create a website there? If if you know, we don't want to just assume that you don't know anything. So we may not cover all of the things that you might want to know. So if you want to know something that we did not cover, you have additional questions, you want to talk about a different topic other than the one we've talked about today and the one we have planned for next week, then just give us a call and ask us a question. Your voicemail could be played in our show and we will respond to you personally and try to give you the best answers we know how with the technology that's available for your business. And you can do that by calling us on our voicemail hotline, which is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at area code 859-795-4067. Now, we are going to talk a little bit more about URLs here. Where where are some places that you can go to get URLs? Well, let me just ask you, Andy, where do you go? And by the way, this is not sponsored by any company whatsoever. Well, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I do use GoDaddy, and I'm embarrassed to say that because I, I don't appreciate their ads very much. 
Uh, like I don't want my kids to see them. But at the same time, um, you know, it's sort of um, at some point when you when you start to use and buy URLs at, a, at one place, it doesn't make a lot of sense to move around and purchase URLs at four different companies because that one was a dollar cheaper that day. Uh, another tip when when you do buy your URLs is to stay with the same company as much as you can, so you can manage them. You can keep track of when they expire and such. But generally, I do use GoDaddy because it's the it's an interface that I am comfortable with because I manipulate a lot of the things that are behind the URL, um, which we'll get into. Maybe maybe that's for a different podcast. But that's that's where I usually go unless I'm buying some hosting from another company. And often when you buy hosting, which for those of you who don't know, that's where you would park your website where they would uh, keep all the materials and make up your website. That's what your host is. Uh, oftentimes when you buy hosting for a year, they'll give you a free URL. So those are the two places, either through my host when I buy hosting or or from GoDaddy. What, what about you, Cliff? You know, I have also been using GoDaddy from the very beginning. I, I, I purchased, well, you know what? I take that back. I purchased my first domain, which was ravenscraft.org, back, oh gosh, it would have been back in 1997, and I bought it from Yahoo Business, and oh. and I will tell you, it was the worst experience I ever had. <laughs> Getting the domain was a piece of cake, all right, but Yahoo, Yahoo Domains was was great if you wanted to use their server and and you wanted to build your website on their platform and stuff like that. Oh. But the problem was is that one day I decided that my options were limited with what I could do with a Yahoo-based website. And so I wanted to switch over to somebody else. And at that time, you know, GoDaddy was a name that was very fairly recognizable. It was way before they had the advertisements that you see on the Super Bowl (laughs) that I find very objectionable. But anyway, so I wanted to move over to GoDaddy. I I set up an account, and it took me no less than two and a half months to get things switched away from Yahoo Domains over to GoDaddy. And the reason why is because Yahoo Domains did not ha- they were not my registrar. It took me 2 weeks to find out that the company that was my registrar, by the way, registrar is the company who manages your domain domain for you. Uh, and they do the registration of that domain with the uh, the naming service out there. Anyway, my my registrar was melbourneit.com.au. And it, so it was it was a it was an IT firm in Australia who was managing this domain. Now the thing is though is I found this out and as the person who owns the domain, who has paid for the domain, I could not get into my account on their system because Yahoo never told me what my username and password was with them. <laughs> It was different than the username and password I had with Yahoo Domains. So going back and forth with the support department at Yahoo, it was, I won't go into all the details, but let's just say it took months to get things fixed. And finally, I, I learned that when you have a .org domain, it's even more difficult to transfer your domain from one place to the other. And so while I may, and, and Stephen Cross is in there saying I had the same, all in capital letters, exact problems. 
And and so here's the situation. One of the things that I I believe is it, you're right with GoDaddy. It's very objectionable material as far as their uh, commercials go. At the same time, though, I I have probably I have more than thirty domains at this point. I cannot imagine. I could not imagine switching all my domains. It it would just be a, a living nightmare. And there was one point. Uh, about a year and a half ago that I literally lost two weeks of my life because I was going to switch from GoDaddy to another hosting account. Not switching my domains, which, by the way, you can keep your domain with one place and forward these things called DNS records to another place. And uh, that gets a little bit more geeky and technical. And if you guys want to know about that, you could always ask us in a future update or voicemail. But anyway, so I was going to try to do this, but I've just I've determined, you know, I'm kind of in a way I'm stuck with GoDaddy and and I'm not completely disappointed with their service. Their website is is cumbersome and and has way too many options, but at the same time, <laughs> there is so much ease of use if I if you know where you're going and what you want to do, you just know where to go and get there. And it's it's probably mostly due to the fact that I've just been using them since 1997. Yeah, and, and Cliff, you're you're also right in that there's so many choices when you register a domain, and maybe we can just jump into that real quick. But you know, don't be overwhelmed when you go to GoDaddy, when you go to other sites. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I, I cannot think, imagine even in the same ballpark another website that has as many options as GoDaddy does. I mean, they're like uh, it, the, the whoever made that has attention deficit disorder. And is using it, you know, for for good, because you go there and you're just absolutely overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed with the options. And so, Cliff, maybe you could just tell me real quick what what additional things do you purchase when you buy a domain? Because you can buy, um, I, I, there's just there's just too many to list, but there's yeah. probably probably no less than twenty additional things you could buy when you get a domain. So what what else do you purchase? Sure. Well, I will tell you that I purchase absolutely nothing additional other than the domain. But let me tell you the ones that I have purchased in the past. I used to purchase the email accounts, which, by the way, don't. Uh, they're, <laughs> in fact, one, maybe in a future episode, if we forget to come to it, Andy, put it down for a future episode. I want to talk about using Google Apps, google.com slash A. That's a year, Cliff. We're going to do a whole year on Google Google Apps. Exactly. So um, I, I use Google Apps for my email these days, but I used to pay for those, and there's no reason to pay for email, uh, web-based email with any of your web um, hosts out there. Uh, the other thing that I used to pay for, and I finally decided this is just crazy, was private registration. And so what happened was I started, you know, you get into podcasting, you get very, you get very vocal out there and you put enough out on the web. All of a sudden people have some, you know, criticisms of maybe (laughs) things that you do or say. And this is just normal. This is just life, right? Happened in elementary school in the, in the playground. People sometimes just, you know, they don't play nice. So you, you kind of concern yourself with, do I want to make sure, do I want to have my street address of my home listed with my domain. By the way, when you register a domain, your address that you register with is listed publicly. All you have to do is do a search for called who is and go to Google and do type in who is, you know, who is information. H or W H O I S, all one word, 
information. And you'll see a billion different places that you can go and search for who owns any domain in the world. And you type in one of my domains. You can even type in businesstechweekly.com, and it will actually pull up. And it'll say, this is registered to Cliff Ravenscraft, and it will say P.O. Box 482, Hebron, Kentucky, 41048. And I quit paying for private registration when I learned that I w- that there was no problem putting a P.O. Box as the registration address. So Absolutely. And, and people feel like there's this... And, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Okay, Cliff, I, I know that there's scary people out there in the world, okay? Yes. But people have this image of, and I can see someone there, they're a solopreneur, as I say, and they, they're starting a business and they, they're working out of their home and they go, oh my gosh, if I register, you know, you know, suzysfinancialcoaching.com and I put in my address, someone's going to come find me. Well, you know, you're probably in a phone book as well and you probably have friends and you probably live on a public street and you know, there's there's just so many different ways that people can get to you, frankly. You probably have a Twitter account and say where you're going to go all the time, you know. So the point of that is that there's these things that we're afraid of uh, people finding out about. Well, just get a P.O. box like Cliff does and, and solve that problem. Or frankly, if you guys want to know where I live, you can go to my domains and find out where I live because I have my street address where I live. <laughs> and, and part of it is because I live in South Dakota and no one wants to come here. But... Well, I do want to say though, for for and and maybe this is sexist of me, and if it is, I apologize in advance. Um, but this is just the way I was brought up. But I I do believe that for a woman entrepreneur who is you know maybe single, home alone, I I see some due diligence in trying to provide means of you know covering up your address. You know, it's sure there, there's a lot of different ways people could find you, but why, but why create more breadcrumbs than necessary? Sure. So, sure. Another, another way of saying that is that you can really, um, it's another way to commu- prof- communicate professionalism as well. We talked about communicating professionalism with your URL. Well, even what's behind your URL, if you have a PO box, that's more professional than even a street address. Does that make sense to yeah, people? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, what URLs should I get? Let, let's talk about that real quick. Sure. And by that, you mean the .com, .net, .org, .biz, .tv, so on and so forth, right? I have a client, my friend, that bought, when, when she buys a domain, she buys <laughs> eight versions of that domain. Wow. Do you think, that, do you think that's overkill? I absolutely do. Uh, it, someday that might not be overkill, but um, boy, I just, you know, sometimes I don't even get the .net if I'm not totally excited about the URL. <laughs> I'll just get the com. But, uh, you know, really just, you know, .biz and things like that, those are, I see more mistakes and I make more mistakes online with URLs that end with .biz uh, and, and dot .whatever else other than net, common org. Uh, you know, the, the, the exception to that, honestly, is TV, I think, for gspn.tv and there's uh, other ustream.tv. There's, I think TV is becoming almost maybe the fourth acceptable URL uh, ending, but I, no, you, I see you TV, do not need to. <laughs> I see .tv more than I see .net and .org. Oh, definitely. Well, no, that's very well said. And that's what's interesting is I, I hadn't even thought about that until you just said it. But yeah, I mean, .net is sort of uh, the ugly stepchild of .com. You know, yeah. Yep. I think people just assumed it's net because we always talk about the net, 
But yeah, .NET to me, honestly, communicates less professionalism mm-hmm. or, and this is usually the case, oh, you couldn't get .com, could you? Yep. I mean, and- I know someone that's very successful at what they do. Uh, they, they run an amazing business and it's their name .NET. And why? Because someone else in another country who doesn't respond to inquiries bought their name .com and, um, and it's gone forever. He's, you know, he can't get it back. Yep. So, so let me ask you this. Should you hyphenate maybe? Oh, you know what? I, <laughs> I just, I just think you got to make it simple friends. And it, you know, it, it's funny. You look at those other ones. Uh, it's so hard to even talk about it with Penn Island. I almost said it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Penn Island. It, I think they moved their URL to Penn-Island.com or something like that. But, you know, again, it's just just try to find something different is my, is my encouragement to you. Instead of hyphenating or dot. I mean, that's the ultimate killer. It's like, well, I'm cliff.ravenscraft.com. Um, it's like, well, how many dots are there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, the, the, the other way, we could talk about all the things not to do for a long time, but let's just be real simple. Use words. Yes. I, I don't want people to use numbers because everyone I know has a URL with a number in it. Guess what they do? They have to spell their URL. Yeah. The number three friends.com. Yeah. Instead of just saying three friends.com. Yes. If you say that, I'm just going to write out threefriends.com because numbers don't come naturally to me. You know what I mean? With, right. a, with an address. It's yeah. like saying, hey, hey, what's your name? Oh, my name's uh, 12734. <laughs> you know? No, it's Cliff. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with your URL. You it, know? Exactly. Steven's uh, mentioning in the chat room, there are some people who actually check the .com before they actually name their child. And, <laughs> and that's kind of funny. But I, I know it's true. I know some people do that. Uh, and and uh, that is, that's definitely a reality. And, and so when you think about that, I mean, it, it just goes to show you, people do see a lot of value. There's a lot of perceived value in a domain name. Now, with that being said, let me just tell you, my own personal philosophy is just to buy the .com if it's available because, you know, the, the it just is the way of our culture and everything that .com is the default. Absolutely. Cliff, I bought the .coms for my children yesterday. Mm-hmm. After our conversation, I went, oh my gosh, I, I was so busy raising my kids, I forgot that I have to get their parking spaces for the future. And, and, and if people wonder, you know, is that, do you, is that really necessary? Well, I don't know if you guys all remember, or Cliff, you talked about it. I wasn't part of the Plus membership and didn't even know you existed at this time. But just a few months ago when they had the name grab for Facebook, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's, you go to facebook.com slash Andy Traub. That's me, you know. And, and that's important. That's sort of your, your virtual parking space. And, and I think that as parents, and this might sound silly, but, hey, it's our podcast. We can be silly, right? That's absolutely correct. I think that you should buy the URLs for your kids. I think you should buy the URL for your wife because I don't, I don't know how things are going to progress with connectivity and so on and so forth. And if we can integrate our Facebook page into our personal URL, I mean, I don't know how things are going to develop. So I want to own andytraub.com and .net, which I do. Exactly. And I own cliffravenscraft.com and I am facebook.com slash cliffravenscraft. So, yeah, well done. Absolutely. And and of course, you do have that ability if you if you guys if you, for your business, if you have a Facebook fan page, which again is another thing we may talk about in the future. In fact, I'm sure we'll eventually get to that. 
um, then then you definitely want to be able to go in and do a custom username, which I think if you just go to facebook.com slash username, I think that's where you go to, to set that up, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm not sure. And, and Stephen had another great one, which is twitter.com slash, you know, then your name. So, you know, it's... it's or you know, your that's brand. Great, that's, or your brand, absolutely. So, you know, let's just, let's just review those real quick because we kind of skimmed over them. You know, your personal URL, you know, cliffravenscraft.com, .net, .org, whatever. Yep. Uh, your Facebook, facebook.com slash cliffravenscraft. Your Twitter, twitter.com slash cliffravenscraft. Or, and, and here's, here's Which, another. by the way, does not work because they limit yeah, the number. Yeah, it's too long, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, sometimes you can't put them in because they're too long. So I think my Ustream for uh, this podcast in the future, we didn't do it this morning, but we'll be co-hosting on Ustream. So I'll be in a little window. I'll be right above your head. That's right. But it's, it's Biz Tech Weekly because Business Tech Weekly didn't fit. So yep. something else to consider, consider you know. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the, lots, lots of things to think about. And by the way, I just went and checked it out. Facebook.com forward slash username. If you haven't done it already, you can set your username for your personal profile. If you have a, a fan page with more than 100 fans, you can actually also update your fan page, which by the way, for gspn.tv, it's facebook.com forward slash face or uh, gspn community, all one word. So they wouldn't allow just four digits. So I couldn't just get gspn. Really? Yeah. Craziness. There are, there are so many rules and it's just like passwords, right? When you think you get the best password in the world. So. Exactly. Cliff, you know what? That just makes me think of something. I, I want to bless people with this podcast. I want their, their businesses to thrive. Can I share a password tip? Absolutely. It's been, it solved all my password problems. It's okay. like the golden, the golden key to, to all passwords. Um, it's a little more risky, but when you are creating your passwords, let's just say at your password for GSPN, okay, if you're a Plus member, if you're, if you're wise enough to break out the you know, eight cents a day that it takes to support Cliff and his family and you become a Plus member, you know, I, for all of my passwords, have the name of the website that I'm at and then five, six, seven, eight of the same digits or numbers or letters. Because the problem is most of them say you have to be between six and eight letters and you have to have numbers and digits and so on and so forth. So my encouragement to you is let's take GSPN, become a plus member, and your, your ending code would be 5634ABC. So for all of your passwords, if you're at Ustream, it's Ustream and then those series of six digits. If it's GSPN, it's GSPN and then those six digits. And then everywhere you go, you don't have to say, oh my gosh, what's my, what's my name for YouTube? What's my password for YouTube? It's a YouTube and then the, those, those digits. And I'll tell you, Cliff, I don't forget any more passwords. I don't have to store them anywhere. I just have to remember those, those four or five or six digits. And then I just add the, add the URL name to it and, and I'm good to go. Right. And then in, in our chat room, the ramen noodle says he uses something called lastpass.com. That's L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S.com for his password manage, management. I know a lot of people out there are using something called 1Password. And yeah. you can do a Google search on 1Password and, and stuff like that. I personally have a different method of uh, password management, which I won't speak about here because sometimes, <laughs> it, I'll be honest with you, it's not that great. But... uh <laughs> anyway, you uh, have enough. You have enough listeners, Cliff. That uh, you, you don't. You don't want fifty thousand people trying to crack your code. Exactly. So. 
So, yeah. so all I can say is that when when I was younger and I created my passwords back in the day and decided what passwords I would use, it's just a really good thing that I couldn't spell back then. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one good thing that I have going for me. I do have a dictionary term that I use frequently in passwords, but it is misspelled, which uh, I find absolutely hilarious. <laughs> because <laughs> there was there were occasions when somebody says well, what's your password and i tried to explain to them what my password is and they just could not get it so andy what else do we have going on uh anything else regarding urls that we want to cover before we wrap up i know that you have an important meeting that you need to attend here shortly i do i do well i think that cliff i'm just going to point it right back at you what about long and short urls mr podcastanswerman.com you know what? I am a huge fan of long URLs. I really am. And the longer, the most, more easier to remember, the better. Uh, for example, you know, when I say, hey, I am, you know, generally speaking, podca- production network, you know, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. when I say go to gspn.tv, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's like, okay, what do I remember? Generally speaking, production network, or what does GSPN stand for? I can't remember. Was that ESPN? Was that yeah. ESP? Yeah. So, you know, I, I have all kinds of different things. But when it comes to pursuingabalancedlife.com, you, you talk about a long one. Uh, my, <laughs> my, I say, hey, my show, my brand is Pursuing a Balanced Life. And so my yeah. URL is pursuingabalancedlife.com. You remember my name, you've got my URL. And yeah. so I, I'm a huge fan of very long URLs. And, and you know what? It, the only thing that you are, long URLs uh, really kind of hurts is a business card. But I say get over it. Uh, by the way, how many business cards do you keep after you, you've been handed them? When's the last time you, someone handed you a business card? That's my question. <laughs> exactly. I, I get business cards, but what I do is if I care, then uh, what I do <laughs> is I come back and I put it in my contact list. I type it sure. in. So if, sure. if my business, if my email address takes up three-fourths of the length of my card, who cares? They're just yeah. going to go in and type it in. It doesn't matter. I mean, gosh, I, and, and for me, I don't. maybe this goes back to the de- fact that before the internet was the internet as we know it today, I was... Cliff dot Ravenscraft one dot one five four five six five eight five seven three dot four 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 at magicsoftbbs.com. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. who cares what your email address as long as it, somebody can type it in. And generally speaking, we do which we do a lot here at gspn.tv, by the way. But generally <laughs> speaking, we do not type in people's email address, do we? No, no. It, it, there, there are so many other shortcuts and ways around it, and and ways that your email program can remember someone's email address. That you know, again, just like with the URL, you know, for for GSPN, uh, Cliff, I, I I had F six on my keyboard. I typed the letters GS. It's a shortcut I've created in Firefox, uh-huh. and boom, I'm in. Exactly. So three buttons, and I'm into my Plus membership area. So. Again, you know, when it comes to URLs, uh, long or short, I, I think it's about being clear. It's not being clever. Um, you know, hey, say it, our our name has a, a, a number in it, but it's a num- first one's a number, and the second you have to spell it. I mean, just simplify it, my friend. Simplify it because it's about again. This is this is Business Tech Weekly. This is about your business, and it's just like giving someone bad directions or, or the wrong address to your to your business, your place of business, if they had to drive there. 
your URL has to be simple, easy to remember. And again, if you had other questions about URLs that we didn't address, then just call the voicemail hotline and and we'll, we'll we will answer your question. May or may not be on the air, but but Cliff and I are dedicated to and committed to answering your questions. Absolutely. And of, of course, that voicemail hotline available 24 hours a day, seven days a week is area code 859-795-4067. Hey, another great podcast if you are a business owner, which we hope that you are if you're listening to this. And if not, uh, maybe you might be considering some other branding of some other type. This will work for, you know, most of this stuff will work just about for anybody. So, uh, but anyway, if you are a business owner and you want to get into social networking and and stuff like that, finding out how you can get um, some great tips and tricks on how to get involved in this social networking world, check out socialmediaserenity.com. That's another podcast over here at gspn.tv. If you want to learn more about how to get into podcasting with your business, podcastanswerman.com. If you want to learn how to uh, do some other technology. You want to hire Andy to consult with you on how to incorporate technology into your business. What's your uh, What's your URL for your business there, Andy? Well, for now, let's just send them to you, Cliff. But <laughs> I'm uh, moreprofittechnology.com. Moreprofittechnology.com. No dashes, no hyphens, no numbers. Just moreprofittechnology.com. That sure is a long URL, my friend. But I think I might be... I'm okay be, with that. I I'm think, okay with that. I think I'll remember it, though. <laughs> Excellent. And, and, of course, we would love to have you follow us on Twitter and get all the announcements of when new shows and new things are going on in our personal and business life. And we may talk about that in the future as well, how we use Twitter. Uh, but anyway, give us a shout-out on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, my, my ID is twitter.com slash... G-S-P-N. And you are Andy? I'm Andy Traub. Nice and simple. A-N-D-Y-T-R-A-U-B. There you go, my friends. We are so excited about this podcast. We could not wait. We couldn't even (laughs) wait a week. We we decided to do this yesterday, and we said, let's do it tomorrow. 7.30 a.m. each week on Thursday mornings. We'll record live. I'm not quite sure when we're going to be releasing the episode yet. Stay tuned for that. I'll, I'll pick a day in the, in the week that we'll be releasing this, but it'll be uh, frequent. You can check out gspn.tv slash schedule by the time you're listening to this in podcast form, and it will be on there. Uh, we thank you for listening. Give us a call sometime, 859-795-4067. And next week, we'll explain to you what Plus Membership is. But if you want to find out a little bit before, go to gspn.tv slash plus. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.